0: Wednesday, March 3rd, and this week we're talking COVID, off-campus housing, and in some good news, Litfest. We start by looking at the few new COVID cases that have come up in the past week. Sophie Wolmer joins us now to discuss. Hi Sophie, what can you tell us about this small uptick in positive cases?
1: Sure, yeah. Thanks for having me back, Olivia. Um so <laughs> Across the nation, really, a bunch of flagship universities like the University of Maryland, University of Virginia, Providence College, they've all tracked these alarming spikes in the number of viral on-campus cases. And honestly, Amherst isn't any different. And so we've seen that there's been a spike in the second week of the spring semester. Uh, 19 students were in quarantine, four were in isolation at any one time this past week. We've also had five staff cases. So really, this has just been the student body has been flooded with emails after emails from chief of police john carter the search hasn't spurred any new safety measures but the college has reiterated their restriction through countless emails from administrators like dean augusto carew kazuma and chief of police as i mentioned john carter and so ultimately the dean of students liz augusto she sent a clarifying message and she's also followed up with that but basically defining the implications and the punishments for COVID-19 rule violations. Um, And her rubric outlined various policies and tried to create more transparency about why or how you may be dismissed from campus if you break a rule. And so in general, I would say that students are really torn because some feel that the administration isn't being transparent. And so in general, students are struggling because they don't know if the administration is really doing a great job of balancing surveillance and trust. I spoke to Annika Parler, who is a freshman, for instance, and she believes that they should be loosening restrictions because it's not fair that new students who are unfamiliar with the COVID lifestyle are trying to navigate this new environment along with other students who are used to the COVID restrictions. So, Another student I talked to, Heron Tong, uh, 23, he's also torn. He's a CA. He believes that the administration student relationship is really tough dynamic and ever-evolving, and that at times the administration is going to be tilting towards surveillance, but at other times they want to be uh, balancing more on the side of trust. He thinks that it's not just the administration's business about this dynamic relationship, but it's also about having trust in the community, and that can be derived from the other constituent members, like students and faculty as well.
0: One thing that I think stood out to me and a lot of students and certainly the administration was the high number of contacts that had been traced back to those two positive cases, 23, I believe. I am just wondering if that number raised certain alarm or there were specific measures put in place surrounding those those high numbers of contact tracing and how that has had consequences across the campus more broadly?
1: Yeah, I think there was definitely widespread shock when the email came in. Um, we saw that there was a total of 23 close contacts. Um, and so Chief Carter, he said that all of those individuals were moved to quarantine house, housing at the roadway Inn and in Hadley immediately. Um, and he, he really implored students in his email to exercise conscientiousness and personal responsibility as they're continuing to live on campus. And the general gist from the students that I spoke to um, was that they weren't necessarily surprised by the two positive cases, but just by the fact that they had so many contacts with other people um, and how two small cases can, you know, have a large ripple effect throughout the community. All of those contacts have continued to test negative, haven't they? Yeah, I I believe a majority of the students have been moved out of quarantine
0: And here it's also important just to note that just on Monday, another student tested positive for COVID, but they only reported having three close
2: contacts. If we want to talk about close contacts, when I was doing the crime log, I saw there was a party in the quad Saturday night with 50 students in a tent who were drinking, and they were dispersed multiple times. That relates to something that happened at Williams last week, where there was a party of 100 people. They've all been asked to leave campus, and their quarantine period Their phase two quarantine period was extended to two weeks.
0: So as we've seen COVID rise on campus ever so slightly, we've also seen most of our COVID cases that Amherst has reported have come from off-campus students living in the area and being tested by the college. I believe this week you've done some reporting about students who are living off-campus in the area and what that's like. Could you tell me a little bit more about that story and who you talked to?
2: We had a great article written this week by Tana Delalio, who is one of our new and up and coming staff writers for the student. She interviewed a series of first years and sophomores who are now living just around the Amherst College area. Basically what's happened in the past few months is that the first years and sophomores who returned to campus last fall left feeling unimpressed at the end of the semester, especially because of all the restrictions and protocols to follow, the testing regimen, and I think they mentioned that there was a bit of stress just living on campus. Anyway, police chief John Carter has identified about 70 students who opted to not arrive back on campus, but instead live just around campus in the area. And most of those 70 students are are sophomores and first years, and many of them are athletes. Those students are tested once weekly by the college. It's free of charge. And in the past few weeks, they've noted feeling a bit more stressed because as the cases have spiked in the Amherst area, they have faced those cases head on. A number of them have tested positive for COVID and off-campus students currently have a much higher COVID case positivity rate than on-campus students.
0: I understand that a number of these students are also working jobs in the Amherst area since they are able to to move more freely. So how is that experience for them as they do have increased exposure to the virus interfacing with people?
2: Many of the students who are living off-campus also have to work one or two jobs just to support themselves living off campus. One of the students that Tana interviewed is named Leah Fulp and she's currently working at Domino's and Insomnia Cookies in Amherst. Two weeks after the UMass case spike, she experienced firsthand actually the repercussions of those case counts when one of her co-workers actually tested positive. I think The way that students living off campus rationalize living off campus is that it gives them a greater amount of freedom and independence that they might not have had while living on campus the previous semester. So even though they acknowledge that living off campus gives them a higher risk of contracting COVID, they're saying that it's okay because they're able to do things that on-campus students are not.
0: We'll wrap up this week with a little bit more upbeat news with coverage of LitFest that occurred this past weekend. Could one of you tell me a little bit more about the event and who came and how this time-honored Amherst tradition ran virtually?
1: Sure. So this year, uh, LitFest 2021 featured the 2020 National Book Award for Fiction winner Charles Yu and the nominee Mega Majumdar. This virtual conversation was moderated by visiting writer Mint on February 26th. They responded to questions posed by Mint and various audience members. They spoke about topics that ranged from the surging anti-Asian racism in the US due to COVID, and also how they wrestle with various issues in their writing.
0: And although it was virtual, lots of students and faculty tuned in and were able to enjoy it from home. What were students saying and how are they responding to this this talk?
2: I think students loved the event, especially given the the fantastic lineup of, of authors for LitFest 2021. It featured a 2020 National Book Award for a fiction winner and a nominee. And that's incredible. Students described it as a phenomenal event. Meisha Ahmed, who's in the class of 2022, and I'll quote, said, I thought that it was just a rare spectacle in terms of these individuals, these writers, these works that you probably wouldn't expect to reach you, to reach out to a wide audience, and the fact that Amherst decided to feature them and show their stories. For me, hearing their stories has changed my conception of the difference that I can make in people's lives, being an immigrant and being Asian American, of how much influence I can have in the narrative, in the social narrative of America.
0: Wow, that's a really moving and an amazing quote. And it's powerful to think that that literature can have that impact on people. Well, thank you guys, as always, for your reporting, your editing, and for joining me on this podcast. Anytime. Thank you. Of course. Thanks, guys. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Student Sums It Up. We will be back in your ears and back in your inbox next Wednesday. Until then, have a great week and keep reading the student. Bye-bye. Special thanks to Sophie Woolmer, Zach Jonas, for helping compile the reporting and editing needed to bring these stories to you. Thanks to Becca pichotto and Sky Wu for audio and podcast production help. This has been an Amherst student production.